Good morning. Uh, this is Swivel, episode six, and welcome, Bonnie. Hello, Julie. How are you? Fine, thank you. I heard you're freezing. It's pretty I'm, cold today. I'm pretty chilly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, we were delighted to have you here today. Thank you. Um, you have. A, I mean, I've been reading your catalog rewinds about your last body of work. Oh, your most recent body of work. I think you just had a, a an exhibition at the um, the faculty gallery, mm -hmm. Concordia. Could you tell us a little bit about that uh, that body of work and uh, what you've been working on lately, perhaps? Yes, Rewind is uh, a show of the past ten years of my work, and it's kind of rewinding my experience and and investigations in new technology. So this was first shown at the Musée d'Art Contemporain in Saint Jerome last year, last year October, and then it went to Newfoundland. And <clears throat> part of that exhibition, one section of the digital prints, was at Simon Blaise Gallery, uh, just before the museum show. And then another part of this exhibition was shown at the Fofa Gallery, just recently. And, and what's uh, the Fofa Gallery? Fofa, it's the new gallery in the new building in the EV. It's for faculty and, and students. At and Concordia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a nice. I like the space. I like that. Kind yeah, that's of what's interesting. Can you talk <coughs> a little bit how um, visually it looked, uh, and how you chose to use that particular space for your work? The new uh, building, the EV building, which is between Mackay and and Guy, and the the front entrance of the galleries on Saint Catherine. Um, houses the visual arts uh, building and the the engineering and there's a long corridor between these two sections that has mm -hmm. a, a glassed uh, wall with about two meter deep and it feels like if you look at it in one aspect it could feel like a mall you know it's a passageway of going back and forth but as such it's kind of like a really interesting uh, exhibition area to go beyond that kind of wall mall concept so it's I, quite a long wall too, it's a, so it's yeah. a nice walk as you, yeah. you traverse yeah. from one piece to the next. Yeah. Well I really, really, really appreciated the space because it was, it had a kind of a cinemagraphic feeling to it with the, the length of it and it became somehow that kind of distance between where the glass was and the actual piece was a kind of very nice meditative space and the fact right. that there were people going up and down, up and down all the time made it very lively, it made it very, uh, the way you engage with the work was so much different than in a white cube, you know, where you would just sort of pass by, and it was sure. coming out of the elevator, coming down the stairs, and seeing it from so many different angles, you, the relationship with the work was always different. I really, Could really you describe like, one of the pieces in okay. detail? The pieces are, uh, it was from the Baphomet, uh, series and that is uh, there were ten prints of uh, digitally printed at Sagami, which is a uh, Sagami is in Alma and it's the it's the Saint, the National Center for Exhibition and Digital yeah. Art Exploration that I Imagery, find yeah. in yeah. Quebec. Yeah, it's and a residency program yeah. so that they offer right. And we've all been there. We've all been there, yeah. and it's fabulous. And they have sixty uh, artists uh, a year that go up there, and there's nothing to do but work. And you work intently, and you produce tremendously, and you're working with fabulous technicians and really, really nice people. And and mm -hmm. it's been wonderful for me. I think all of us. I've really enjoyed it. So these prints are um, 
uh, Balfamay are portraits. Well, they're not self-portraits, but they're starting from my head as part of the uh, uh, the content subject of it. And they're five feet by five feet, and they're they're printed onto canvas. So you have this long stretch of these ten prints, and then there is at the end a video that was uh, created um, called um, Tramontano, uh, with the soundtrack by Michael Osteria, a music composer. But you couldn't really hear it because the speakers were not put. And I wanted the speakers, the sound, to go out into the hall because the way sound mediates space so fantastically. Mm -hmm. But I think it, the lady in the office was getting a little crazy with my crazy music sort of thing. <laughs> so anyway, that didn't happen. But it's, um, that was the space. The video was still there, and it was really nice. I really appreciated the video, which was a number of three different screens sort of all together and then seen sort of through the window, St. Catherine out there. So the way this kind of imagery that had fish and, and, and shots from Morocco and, and Turkey and with St. Catherine and how the whole thing would sort of merge in together, I found, I like that. So I like very much that kind of exhibition space. Mm -hmm. Okay. You're a faculty member at Concordia. Yep. Um, many people know you through, through uh, the digital print media program. But can you tell me about, like, your studio practice? How do you get to these pieces, maybe? What is it about art making that you... Well, my work is not autobiographical, but it has very much to do with what I'm living in and, and what affects me in my life. And it's always... Uh, my work is a, it's a, it's a, vis it's a visceral kind of an experience. It's something that, that often I'm aware of what it is I'm doing after I've done it, and then I analyze it, and then I look at it. Okay. But it's uh, something that's always been kind of a... Uh, a juggling, it's not a juggling part of my life in as much as I have always been teaching and I've had a business printing for other people. So all of those boundaries and definitions of, okay, now we're making art and now we're doing this, they, they all merge into each other. So I'm affected by my, my and, 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 and influenced by and, and enjoying terribly my students and uh, printing the collaborations I've done with different artists, um, making work in the studio, doing video, doing documentaries on racial discrimination, and, and cooking food. I mean, it all goes into the same, it's great, yeah. same, same life. Yeah, and it it's comes about out, balance. Yeah, basically. and it comes out through the, and I, I think it, I mean, doing so many different things, um, I've given myself the, the permission to do so many different things, but you pay for that in a kind of a way. If I had a, uh, a straight job from nine to five or whatever, and I wouldn't be able to have the freedom that I, I have to do what it is I want and order my life the way that I want it. So it's very, um, it's very rich, it's very full. It's great, thank mm -hmm. you. It's, like, it's, it's almost like your work, it's extremely layered. And it's, it's about mm -hmm. getting between those layers, mm -hmm. I would guess. Um, just making some, a comment about how I see your work mm. uh, and how I see the highly saturated color and how these, these, these layers of transparencies come through. It's all about layers. Yeah. It's totally about layers. I have a, your catalog here, which I was reading in the bath this morning at 6 o'clock. Um, I wanted to know um, about cheer pets. Chichi doggy. Chichi doggy. doggy. Um, <clears throat> uh, what, what, what does Chichi Doggy represent to you? Ah, Chichi Doggy is very important to my, to my work, and he is, he's continuous, continuously evolving and now taking on kind of 
uh, he's moving on his own now. His, um, he's, Chichi Doggy was, um, I picked up Chichi Doggy a number of years ago, maybe around nine, the time of 9-11, and it's a little toy chihuahua with a, uh, a bouncing, a bobbing head. The wobbly ones yeah, you find yeah. in the back of cars. Exactly. Yeah. And he was, uh, I had the dog I had before was an Irish wolfhound, a large, biggest, biggest, biggest dog. And she had died, and, and I had been in mourning for like five or six years, and saw this little dog, this little really, really ugly uh, chihuahua. And so I took the chihuahua, and he had become a constant companion to me. And I took him... Almost like a talisman? Well, he was very like much that. like a talisman, and a, a, a witness. And I started shooting videos in different places through Chi-Chi's eyes. So I would. I took him to Morocco, and he was riding camels, and he was in, in in Turkey, and he was in California, and he went sort of every place. And so I would. He became the 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 medium through which I could go to places and speak through his eyes. So he was a talisman. He would. Um, he was kind of like the coyote, kind of like the the trickster that would go across borders and not be seen and and so it allowed me to go into circumstances and deal with material that maybe Bonnie wouldn't okay type of thing so but it's extremely significant in your oh yeah evolution and, totally yeah. and sometimes sometimes to go forward and to evolve to different places you need or I need or one needs like an external something to be able to move mm -hmm. to different places so Chi Chi was, um, has been, there's a series of, of woodcuts, Chi Chi, and he was there. He was there. He was witnessing man's inhumanity to man. He was witnessing all kinds of things. One thing I find really, really interesting, and this is like the kind of things of doing research, I mean, going toward the, the Chi Chi and, and having this dialogue and, and taking this kind of inanimate thing that becomes really personable and really, really alive and really has a voice. Mm -hmm. uh, so I had read that that uh, the Chihuahua is the only the indigenous dog to Mexico. And what they used to do with Chihuahuas is that they used to burn Chihuahuas after people died. They would burn them together because the Chihuahuas would take the sins of the person that was, um, that was being cremated. Mm -hmm. And it was thought of to be used as a, uh, a guide into the underworld, which Very I think it went right in, it was the serendipity of, you know, you going. You found this out as yeah, after, afterwards, after. right? And th things like that happen that are so, you know, you go and, and you have an intuitively, you're going in a particular direction and, and you just go through it and then you find out after that there are all these links, there are all of these and I find that fascinating. I find that really fascinating in work. So Chi Chi now, he's, he's, uh, he's, he's. I was going to ask you, what's Chi Chi doing well, these days? Well, I don't know if I should say. He's, he's okay. gone through his, his purely digital, as such, the Chi Chi doggy from the digital pictures, which become really abstract to me when I'm looking at them. Uh, but he is now taking on human dimensions and he is, um, it's very performatively, well, he, performatively he's he's performing with Jane and my new series has is called Jane's Journey and Jane is kind of like the alter ego of Chi Chi's gets very complicated it's like Twin Peaks or something like that okay but so. uh, I think she explained it quite well
That's great. So that's leading. Then I was going to be my next question. Like, what are you working on now? I know um, I saw something, an image on the internet uh, that uh, showed a sort of an installation view of towers with uh, with videos. Uh, oh, that's video good. screens, multiple video screens. Uh, could you talk a little bit about that piece and what that entails? That's the the Babel Tower uh, was kind of the pivotal piece in the Rewind exhibition. And for this exhibition that's coming up in Edmonton in a few weeks, their ceilings were too low for uh, my tower, which was 10 feet high. Okay. So and, so, and they wanted to put the tower because the tower had, at that point, uh, 15 LCD screens that were in arches. And the tower is called, it's the Babel Tower, and it's, um, it looks like a communications tower. And it has like all of these wires coming down from the center, a lot of electrical wires coming down from the center, which are kind of like brain stems. And, and my, the, my last 10 years of my life have been working with and trying to understand and, and make my way within new technologies because I'm from a generation that knew a time when there were no computers. Right. I mean, right. I knew when there were no computers. Right. <laughs> so it's like making my way through all of these wires and all of this stuff and the, and the, the, the kind of the brainstem and the communication and trying to communicate these things. So I have, within the original tower, there were 15 LCD screens, which each had a uh, loop uh, segment from one of my videos. So these were all going along at the same time with the sound that would overlap and come in at, at different areas. And uh, when did you make this piece? I made well. We finished the piece 15 minutes before uh, the exhibition started in Saint Jerome. <laughs> we got it. That's As always, the show food, that, right? That's why it's not in the catalog because it was like all of my videos because I had done the last 10 years mainly a lot of video, video work. So editing all of these things down and creating the tower, and I wanted that really communications tower thing, but I wanted it to be not like any kind of humility and, and the, the, the biblical idea of, of the uh, Babel Tower, but more like nations of thought and, and, hmm. and you know, this kind of overlaying. Sort of, yeah. And this is like rewinding, rewind. On the top image of all of these is, uh, whirling dervish that I worked with um, this woman in in uh, Winnipeg for a projection that was in the Trappist monastery uh, ruins. These big, huge, huge projections from the Tramontano video onto uh, the walls of this Trappist mo monastery, and then I was working. Sounds with like a wonderful experience. Oh, it's wonderful! It's wonderful. It's uh, the, I worked with a DJ and also this um, uh, whirling dervish, and she was shot. Uh, she was at night. This was at night, and she was in a black light and videoed. And so when she's turning, this kind of, you know, the black light, that kind of moonlight, purple gossamer type of thing. It's right. really, really gorgeous. So on the top of the tower, there's Mira sort of turning around and around, and then there are all various kind of uh, videos on all the other little screens. That was a fantastic experience because it was a performance. I'm always, my work gets, it's always seemingly getting bigger and bigger because I have this desire to get in the experience. I want to be in it. Okay. And it's just the little thing on the wall and, and sort of behind glass makes me 
I just feel very uncomfortable with that. Mm -hmm. So I keep trying. And this thing, this performance, which was, you know, they rented two big, enormous video projectors, which are, I don't know how many thousands of dollars that they use for the opera, for one night, you know, this whole thing. And it was thrilling. Mm -hmm. well, but how do you, you know, that's one night, man. <laughs> That's one night. Well, you're here telling us. Oh about yeah, it. yeah. <laughs> but it's but it has everything it, because all of this stuff is used and and refigured and reconfigured and comes out in different ways. And now as part of that is the projection that was uh, in the the exhibition of Rewind, and then the Tramontano mm -hmm. uh, thing where I worked with the music composer, and then we submitted that to the film festival in Montreal and was in there. So that has a different life. So things all kind of go over and 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 bleed into each other and layer into each other. And right, right, right. Paul, uh, do you have any more questions for Bonnie? Um, only. Uh well, I, I guess I've been thinking about how you make your work. Like, what's the physical sort of process of making your prints? Like, are they, there's a you digital are, aspect to them, and there's also a, I mean, there's a kind of more traditional screen printing uh, techniques? And that kind you of mean the, in general, or just the, uh, the, the, the woodcut, the traditional prints, mm -hmm. or the... Yeah. Well, I guess, uh, I mean, the ones I'm familiar with, I think, are screen prints. The, 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 oh, the woodcuts, maybe, yeah. Yeah. See, these, these are the digital ones. Okay. But these, all these, these are layered from past videos. Okay. And the way, I, and these are digital prints with screen print on top. So they're, they're, you've taken a, a digital file, printed it with an inkjet printer on, on a big uh, archival paper, and then you screen on top of that. Yeah, that's what I did for those. Okay. But it's all about it's all about sort of layers. It's all about um, creating like these. All of these are digital prints, but they're taken from my videos, and okay. then they're layered in there. How big are they? Are they also printed on canvas? Yeah, or yeah. You yeah. usually do use canvas as your um, surface. This is five by ten. And this, yeah, and yeah. this is a different kind. This one, these are from video, but this is a different one because I was doing a clandai for um, Rio Pelt because there was a exhibition in the other room when I was showing at Simon Blaise of Rio Pelt's work. Okay, what's this piece called? Coming out of coming sleep. out of sleep because this this poppy series is very subjective and very neurotic or narcotic and sleeping and and the poor as the Balfamay the heads are more intellectual they're more cold they're analytical they're they're connected with nature and they're very sharp and this is a whole and all of the people they're kind of with their eyes it's kind of underground type of thing this particular one is from uh, a, just a different process and, and these two were done specifically just as a, a wink to to Rio Pell, these are the flies from the fly cast fishing that were made. This is the Bonnie fly and this is the Rio Pell fly. Mm -hmm. And there's a story behind all of these things that are, I don't know if your audience okay. would like that. <laughs> I, think, I think we're good. I just wanted to get a sense of sort of how you built the image. Uh, and, uh, I draw, I have the idea, I have the idea first, I'll put, do it in uh, pastel 
and then uh, as far as woodcuts, and then I have everything that I want, all my colors and everything, and then I break it down analytically, and then I put it into layers of the process of how to do it. Mm -hmm. And with the digital, I have an idea about what I want, and uh, because I have my experience in printmaking, I have the facility to be able to do those things, but uh, my work is I mediated by a lot of people that are fabulous technicians. Mm -hmm. Within the digital world, within the digital world, I'm very, very comfortable because I see it like a print. I see it in layers, but I don't have the facility to be able to technically do it within the computer. So I go to Sagami and I, he, uh, Etienne makes me a huge, huge uh, wall of little, little, little pictures. All mm -hmm. my pictures, I take tons, excessive. Test you know, prints, in other words. Just yeah. like all the images, and he gives me a long stick. <laughs> and I say, I want this one, and he gives me a short stick because he won't let me touch the screen. So I sit there, and he goes to this thing. I say, I want this one, and this one, and this one. And I take my little, and I want it here. And then I want, you know, and, and we have developed this wonderful exchange. Mm. And it, it works beautifully. And I, I think because having this business at the Italian de Scarabian and printing for people and collaborating with uh, artists for such a number of years, I think it's a fantastic way to, to, to work. Mm. It's really, really fantastic. And, and it becomes so much more and alive through that exchange. Wonderful. Wow, thank you for that. Yeah. Um, we're just to close, uh, you're going to be uh, giving some in images to for our webpage uh, for Swivel. Is there any other way that we can maybe uh, contact you or see more of your work? Just uh, to, to let you mean like, know. do I have that web page up that I haven't done yet? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, there's just you know you Google some stuff on the web and there's stuff, but this this web pages and even from that little old crummy you know googling something, there have been people that have contact. This woman contacted me from West Virginia that wanted to cover what on the cover of her book one of my images. So I think people everyone should have a website. I do not. <laughs> I do not. I Maybe should. I asked the There'll be something to find from even uh, more from reason. Swivel. Yeah, I'll say even more reason to get onto the swivel page. Okay. So think, yeah, contact. I look at Bonnie's work. So, all right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank, thank you, Bonnie, you, Bonnie, for coming. Thank you. Bye.